You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to As I Recall It, a podcast featuring stories and anecdotes of years past. Do they happen exactly as I say? Probably not. Only as I recall it. Death. The final unknown. It's an unavoidable moment that every living being must encounter at some point, whether we want to or not. It's been on my mind a little bit more lately. It's not something I enjoy thinking about, but I do consider it practical. My death will affect those around me. Not just emotionally, but financially. So I feel like it's good to be prepared for the inevitable. But I haven't always thought like this. As I recall, I was probably about four or five when the concept of death sunk in for me. I was watching an episode of Ripley's Believe It or Not with my family, and the show was doing a piece on dinosaurs. I would assume that I was aware of dinosaurs at that age, and, like most kids, would be fascinated by them. But something in this piece said something, or showed something, that got my brain working overtime. Dinosaurs were something that existed. Now they don't. They are no more. People find their skeletons. We have skeletons. We die. Wait. We die. And we no longer exist. We are forgotten. Something that night helped me see the truth about death and being a child, I panicked. The idea of not being alive was terrifying, and I began to cry silently to myself. I have vague memories of my mom asking me what was wrong, to which I replied, I don't want to die. I don't remember any comforting words or conversations about it, though. In my memory, I was dismissed for having silly thoughts. But this was a long time ago, so my memories can be a bit muddy. That moment in my life stuck with me, though, no matter how inaccurate the details were before or after. I made it my mission to help my kids understand death as soon as possible so I could help them through their moment of realization. Hard as I tried, they never seemed to have that moment of clarity, at least not around me. I know the older ones understand it now, but I honestly don't think my youngest one does, and she's older than I was. I don't attempt to force the idea onto her, but I feel the sooner she understands, the better. But I could be wrong. The first death I feel truly impacted me was my grandfather Julius. I know this wasn't my first funeral, but this was the first person I lost that I was close to. He'd always been there. He never played ball with me or gave me sage advice. He was just a comforting presence. And now he was gone. I remember we got the news in the middle of the night. I was 16 and not sure how to react. I was upset, but no emotion washed over me. I stayed up the rest of the night in my room listening to music, drawing, and whatever else I felt like doing. But I didn't cry. We went to the funeral home to visit family and receive condolences, but I didn't cry. Then it was the day of the funeral. As I approached my grandfather's coffin to say my last goodbye, it was in this moment I realized I would never see my grandfather again. 
and I cried. It was another moment I wasn't prepared for, and no amount of preparation would have changed that. How we grieve for the dead varies from person to person. Sometimes we can lose a friend or relative and not shed a tear. Other times a death will linger with us for longer periods, making us think that the pain will never end. Sometimes death can affect us without warning at the most unexpected moment. I grieve for the death of an unborn child years later while watching a movie featuring a missing child. When someone at work expressed their condolences after the loss of my daughter Kyrie, I quickly found a hole to cry in and sobbed uncontrollably for 10 minutes. I even had an unexpected breakdown during the funeral of my Uncle Robert, or Cobb as he was affectionately known. He and I weren't super close or anything, even though I'd probably seen more of him in the last year of his life than I had in the entirety of my own. His daughter gave me a stare, clearly confused by the show of emotion. But my reasons didn't stem from grief, but from the realization I could lose my father at any moment too. Losing my parents isn't something I'm quite prepared for. I guess none of us really are. There are days we spend time together that I feel like if they passed away the next day, at least our last day together would be great. Other times I feel as though I'd rather be somewhere else when I'm visiting, but then reflect on how terrible that would be if that's how I felt about our last day together. I feel like I take our time together for granted, but perhaps I should just do my best to enjoy what time I do have and not overthink it. I could lose them 30 days from now or 30 years. And that's a question I've often asked myself. How much longer do I have? Have I lived half my life already? Or am I still approaching the halfway point? These questions always lead into the thought of what I could potentially miss in life. Which is ridiculous when you think about it. I won't care what happens, because I'll be dead. This in turn leads me to the blank void I believe death to be, which is equally practical and terrifying. I may have mentioned it here before, but I'm not a religious man. I do not believe in any particular god or an afterlife because I've seen no proof to convince me that either exists. I'm a show-me-proof kind of guy. That said, I do understand the need for it. With death, the concept of an afterlife becomes something of a comfort. Knowing you or a loved one could transcend to a higher plane of being, free of pain or suffering, it's a nice sentiment. Why wouldn't you want that? Honestly, I do, but I just can't suspend disbelief for it, no matter how grim I imagine the alternative to be. And it is bleak when you really think about it. Nothing. Finality. The absolute end. Take a moment to think about that, whether it's crossed your mind or not. If you need a close example, think about the feeling you've had going under anesthesia. That is, if you have. That sensation of being somewhere, then nothing. Then awakening. And just stop before you awaken. It's not pleasant. Yet it feels a bit egotistical to not consider it. Even if there is an afterlife, we are no longer part of this world. Our time is done. Our story is complete. And because of that, I feel as though I'm going to miss something. But even that's a bit egotistical. What do I feel is so important that I just cannot die without experiencing it? What event would be lessened without my presence? 
Honestly, I don't think there's anything specific to pinpoint. It's nothing more than a fear of death. At the end of the day, I'm still that scared little boy, and I don't know how to quell those fears. I know death is unavoidable. I know that no matter what I try to do to prolong my life physically, an unexpected force could make all of it pointless in the blink of an eye. And I'm just not ready. When are we ever ready? In movies, how many times have we seen people who've lived full lives and are more than prepared to have their life end? What does it take to get to that place mentally? Can we ever get to that place? Or is it just a fantasy portrayed in fiction? Maybe it's both. Perhaps some people are prepared while others can never be. I feel as though I'll fall into the latter category all because I think too much. But if I can learn to enjoy any time spent with loved ones, try to make the most of every day, and always remember to appreciate the little things, then perhaps when my time comes, I'll know what it means to be ready. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our story. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash pencilandpaperproductions or pencilandpaperproductions.podbean.com and click become a patron in the top right-hand corner. Remember, you can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts, and even youtube.com slash pencilandpaperproductions. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again next time for more stories. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.